0: be reading from Hebrews seven, twenty-five, uh, beginning in verse 23 for context. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing, but he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives, to make intercession for them. Let's pray. Our Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have written the words of the scriptures. Now make them come alive to us now. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your word, and open our eyes to see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, our high priest and intercessor. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, I... I trust that we often think about what Jesus did for us in the past. We know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But how often do you think about what Jesus is doing for you now? Well, our passage, Hebrews 7.25, tells us what Jesus is doing now. It says that Jesus is interceding for us in heaven now he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. That word uttermost means completely. Because Jesus is continually interceding for us, he ensures that we will be saved completely. But how does Jesus intercede? And what does Jesus intercede for? First, how does Jesus intercede? Well, to intercede means to speak or to ask uh, of something, of someone, for someone else. It's asking something on behalf of another. So when Jesus intercedes, he is asking the Father for us, on our behalf. And when we pray prayers of intercession, we're asking God to do something for someone else. Jesus' intercession was prefigured in the Old Testament sacrificial system. In the tabernacle and the temple, there was an outer courtyard, and in that outer courtyard there was a bronze altar, and on that bronze altar, animals were sacrificed. And for some of the offerings, the priest would sacrifice an animal on the bronze altar, and then he would go inside the tabernacle and the temple. And if it was the high priest, he would be wearing a breastplate that had the names of each of the tribes of Israel on his, uh, on his breastplate. And he would be bearing those names before the Lord. And then when he went inside, there was another altar inside the outer court of the tabernacle of the temple that was called the holy place. And in that altar was a golden altar of incense and the priest would take the blood from the animal and he would put, sprinkle that blood on the horns of that altar. And then he would put coals onto that altar and burn incense. And the book of Hebrews tells us that all of this pointed forward to what Christ would do. Hebrews 9.24 says, For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us the priest would sacrifice an animal in the outer courtyard on the bronze altar and Christ our high priest offered himself as a sacrifice for sins on earth on the cross the priest took the blood and he took coals from that bronze altar and he would go inside the tabernacle or the temple Jesus rose from the grave and he ascended into heaven. And just as the priest would sprinkle the blood on the altar, Jesus presented his perfect, complete sacrifice before the Father. And just as the high priest would bear the names of the tribes of Israel on his breastplate when he would go inside the temple, so Jesus bears our names before the Father. And just as coals from the bronze altar were used for the altar of incense, Jesus's death is the basis upon which he continually intercedes for us in heaven. Those that Jesus pays for, he prays for. And just as the priest would burn incense on the altar, so Jesus continually intercedes in prayer for us. Incense is often used as a symbol for prayer, and that incense ascending up from the altar was pointing forward to Christ's continual intercession, In prayer for us. But Jesus is greater than the Old Testament high priests. His sacrifice is perfect and complete, never to be repeated. And he lives forever, and so he intercedes for us continually. He always lives to make intercession for us. That's how Jesus intercedes. But secondly, what does Jesus intercede for? There are four, four main things. First, Jesus intercedes for our forgiveness and justification. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us to the Father. He's like a prosecuting attorney. God the Father is the judge, and you are the defendant. And Satan says, this sinner has broken God's law. He deserves to be punished in hell. But there is another person in the courtroom and that's the defense attorney. First John 2, 2 says, If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Jesus is our advocate, and that word advocate means a defense attorney. When we sin and Satan accuses us, Jesus defends us. He pleads our case before the Father, and he says, That sinner deserves hell for his sins but I paid for those sins. Romans 8, 33 and 34 says, Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. So Jesus intercedes for our forgiveness and our justification But secondly, Jesus intercedes for your deliverance from enemies. We are constantly surrounded by enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil are always seeking to ensnare us. But Jesus is praying for our deliverance. In John 17, 15, Jesus prayed, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. In Luke 22, 31 and 32, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Satan wanted to have Peter, but he didn't get Peter because Jesus prayed for him. Jesus prayed that Peter's faith would not fail, and he continues to pray for us that our faith would not fail. Jesus prays for your protection and your deliverance from Satan and from all of our enemies. Thirdly, Jesus intercedes for your sanctification. John chapter 17 is often called Jesus' high priestly prayer because it shows us how Jesus prays for his people how he is the high priest, intercedes for us. So what does he pray? In John 17, verse 11, Jesus prays, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. So Jesus prays that we would be kept in the faith and that we would be united with him and with one another. Verse 17, Jesus prays, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So Jesus is praying that you would be protected and would be sanctified by his word, the Bible. So Jesus intercedes for our sanctification, that we might be holy as he is holy. Fourthly, Jesus intercedes for your glorification. John 17, 24, Jesus prayed, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory Which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Jesus prays that his people would be with him and we behold his glory. And that glorification has two parts to it. When we die, we are delivered from sin and brought into the presence of the Lord. And then at the end of history, we will rise from the dead with glorified bodies and we will see God in our flesh and see his glory. Jesus intercedes for our glorification. Jesus intercedes for our complete salvation. Every part of your salvation is secure because he is able to save to the uttermost, completely, those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. Brothers and sisters, we don't pray as much as we ought or as fervently as we ought but even when we aren't praying, Jesus is praying for us. Louis Burkhoff writes, It is a consoling thought that Christ is praying for us even when we are negligent in our prayer life, that he is presenting to the Father those spiritual needs which were not present to our minds and which we often neglect to include in our prayers, and that he prays for our protection against the dangers of which we are not even conscious And against the enemies which threaten us, though we do not notice it, he is praying that our faith may not cease and that we may come out victoriously in the end. Isn't it encouraging when a brother or a sister prays for you? Well, how much more encouraging that Jesus prays for you? If you could hear Jesus praying for you in the next room, wouldn't that encourage and strengthen you? Well, brothers and sisters, you may not be able to hear him with your physical ears, but Jesus is praying for you continually. So come to this table in faith, trusting in Jesus as your high priest and your intercessor. He is praying for you, and he is able to save you completely because he always lives to make intercession for you. Let's pray. Our Lord Jesus, we thank you For dying on the cross for our sins, for making that perfect and complete sacrifice. We thank you that you rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, and you present that perfect sacrifice to the Father. And thank you that you continually intercede for us. You are our advocate who intercedes for our forgiveness and our justification. You intercede that we would be delivered from all of our enemies the world, the flesh, and the devil and you intercede that we would be sanctified and that we would be glorified. We thank you that even when we aren't praying to you, you are praying for for us. Thank you for praying for us. Help us to approach this table, trusting in you as our high priest and our intercessor, who is able to save us completely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.